On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, we preview the upcoming Western Canadian Baseball League season with ADS co-founder and contributor Ian Wilson. Welcome to episode 136 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. It will be a season like no other. That can be absolutely certain. First pitch on the 2021 Western Canadian Baseball League season is finally upon us. Five teams will be taking part this year. The Edmonton Prospects, Lethbridge Bulls, two squads from the Okotoks Dogs, and the expansion Sylvan Lake Gulls will be hitting the field this summer in dreams of winning the coveted Harry Hallis Trophy. And for the first time, the league is going all Canadian as there were simply so many questions lingering over American players crossing the border in these COVID times. But it's an opportunity as well to showcase the homegrown talent. And if the U.S. college season was any indication, there is plenty of that to go around. Our own Ian Wilson did a bang-up job earlier this week in profiling the rosters for the five teams in a story you can find on albertadugoutstories.com. And Ian joins us this week to dive a little deeper into the coming campaign. Buddy, it's been a long time since we last had you on. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me, Joe. Let's talk about this season that's starting up here with the WCBL. It has been a long time coming. There's been a lot of moving pieces throughout the course of the last uh, 15, 16, 17 months, I guess. And how excited are you, first and foremost, to be able to take in some of this baseball and hear those iconic words, play ball? I am pretty stoked, uh, not going to lie. The the last uh, WCBL game I went to was the last, uh, WCBL game that took place, the the championship final between uh, Okotoks Dogs and Regina Red Sox, and that was uh, that was just a fantastic game. Like I, there was just so many uh, swings within that game and lead changes, and uh, you know uh, tension on the base paths and collisions and with outfield walls, and and it really was a, a great game. And uh, it's uh, of course you get the championship celebration at the end of it. So, you know, needless to say, I've, I've kind of missed, uh, you know, going to uh, not only to Okotoks, but uh, to some of the other ballparks as well. And, and just looking forward to, to getting out there. And uh, in the case of Sylvan Lake, seeing a, a brand new stadium, which is, uh, I think, you know, one of the emerging stories from the, the Western Canadian Baseball League is that uh, that footprint uh, the bricks and mortar and the, the the legacy of uh of the league in terms of stadiums and ballparks that uh that are going up including uh renovations as well yeah you look at what's happening say at okotoks with the core four plus 14 corner that's gone up and will be open you look at what's happened in lethbridge over the last few years i remember profiling that when they redid everything there you have medicine hat blowing things up a little bit at athletic park and of course you have spruce grove as well fort mcmurray's relatively new i know brooks has got a bit of a revitalized life so to speak with some new ownership uh, in place there i mean there's so many, especially here in Alberta, so many different positive storylines, and and that's sort of where we 
talk about this season that's upcoming. It is Alberta-centric because of the decisions that had to be made based off of what the government guidance was at the time. And weirdly, I think back on it and I go, you know, Saskatchewan might have been able to actually make a go of it having known what was going to transpire, especially uh, as the vaccine started to roll out. But uh, as mentioned, we have five teams here in Alberta that are ready to go. You did a great job in kind of highlighting what to expect out of some of the players and some of the 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 things that fans are going to be able to look forward to. But broad strokes here, Ian, what has you most excited as you look across the board with these five rosters? Yeah, well, and, and getting back to the stadium thing real quickly, Regina also uh, announcement mm. there that uh, they're going to have a, a new stadium, which is is uh, fantastic. I mean, I am I'm super stoked to get up to Sylvan Lake and have a look at that uh, that at Gulf Stadium, uh, see what that looks like. Uh, that'll be uh, really exciting. I do I do I know I'm going back to the ballpark thing, but I do think uh, it's kind of kind of one of the the stars of the show. Uh, in, in this year and the next couple of years moving forward, just some of the, the ballpark renos and, and things like that. And that's a big part of the enjoyment, uh, you know, whether you are a, a hardcore fan who goes to a lot of games and has to spend a lot of time at the ballpark, or you're just a, a casual fan that uh, is looking for a cool place to, to go and, and wander around and, and look around. Uh, that That part does excite me quite a bit uh you know just the, just uh, having a beer in the stands and, and seeing what they have at the concessions and all that you know all those good feels where it doesn't really matter so much who's on the field mm-hmm. but transitioning to uh you know to the the rosters and and whatnot the the fact that it's an all canadian uh lineup uh with all five teams uh is is pretty exciting uh i think you're going to get um, you know, the league, the, the WCBL has traditionally, or what I've noticed over the last few years, is the senior players, the guys who are in their senior years of college and their last years of college and university, and they, they're kind of coming here for a last chance uh, to show what they can do. They add a lot to the league, and they make it uh, exciting for a variety of reasons. you got pitchers who are like, I'm going to throw 11 innings. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do it. I've got, I've got nothing else after this. Let's let's uh, make it happen. And uh, you get some great performances that way. This year is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a bit of a a younger league. And, uh, you know, Okotoks is a great example. They have two teams, Dogs Red and Dogs Black. And uh, a large part of uh, both rosters will be filled out by, by Dogs Academy, which is of course, high school age uh, players. So mm. down in Lethbridge, you'll see a mix of uh, Vauxhall Academy and uh, Prairie Baseball Academy players kind of coming into the mix. Um, uh, in Sylvan Lake, um, Coach Chatwood there has, uh, has kind of tapped his uh, alma mater in, in Colby. We've, we've gotten to know the, the Colby Trojans a little bit because they seem to have uh, a great deal of Alberta content on their rosters over the last number of years uh, they really like their their canadian players down there uh and 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 uh coach chatwood has, has kind of tapped into that a bit so we'll see uh we'll see how that kind of plays out in some ways it's kind of like academy versus uh academy and uh and you'll get some of that young talent i do think there's enough talent to go around uh in the in the league between the five rosters um I think uh, I think you're because it's going to be a little bit younger this year. You're going to see maybe a little more raw 
mm-hmm. talent. Uh, I know in Edmonton they've kind of uh, tapped uh, uh, Vancouver Island uh, University as well. They've uh, brought the head coach from, from that program onto their coaching staff alongside uh, uh, Coach Jordan Blundell. So they'll be bringing in some some players from there, and some of them with Alberta ties, including you know, Trent Lawson uh, is a familiar name. Uh, from Calgary and uh, some of the other players there, so it'll be really uh, interesting to just see how how it all how it all plays out. Do not ask me to make a prediction on who's <laughs> going to win the league. I, I I suck at that, and I don't really like. I, it's just uh, you know I, I like what I see out of a lot of the rosters, and I'm, I'm anxious or curious, uh, excited to see. Uh, how it plays out on the field. There's really a great mix, I think, on, on all rosters of um, not just the the high school age talent, like you mentioned. There's going to be a, a steady dose of Dogs Academy and Vauxhall Academy, and I think there's a few Badlands Academy products that are making their way out, and some old school Prospects Academy guys that are that are going to be making the, the rounds. But I think to your point, there's also that that strong JUCO connection, and even a few NCAA players are going to be making their way to, uh, back here as well. What I like about that, and, and all you need to do is listen to previous episodes of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, to read some of our stories, and you get a sense as to some of the talent that we, we had Logan Grant on, who's going to be uh, playing with Sylvan Lake by the sounds of it this summer. You have some of those other players, the Chaz Wheatleys, that are going to be uh, suiting up as well. I mean, there's a lot of young talent who kind of want to make an impression. They want to make a name for themselves because I think they get the sense that if they can do some good things this season, they're going to be able to come back year after year after year, and that's going to be really promising for this league, especially as it gets back to an, a full slate of teams in 2022 and beyond. And and I think beyond that is, from a fan perspective, being able to finally kind of enjoy something that they've been missing over the last, I don't know, just about 24 months now, because uh, as you mentioned, we haven't seen any games played since the end of 2019. So it's, it's closing in on 21 months, I guess. Um, there's that real, I feel like there's that real opportunity to, to really showcase not just the Canadian talent, but even the Alberta talent. And that's going to be really exciting on so many different levels. And, and I think when you look across the board at these rosters, when you look at the, the effort that's going on behind the scenes to get these seasons going, it's going to be an exciting time, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, we should point out there's still going to be some seniors, uh, players returning to the fold. Uh, you're still going to have some more veteran uh, type players that are in the mix, just not necessarily to the, the, the degree that you have uh, seen. And, and like you said, I do think we'll, we'll absolutely be displaying um, some of the fruits of, of the, the coaching and the development uh, in the academies in this province. And you and I have gotten to know that they, they do some really fantastic work in, in prepping these kids mm-hmm. for um, college and university ball, but also life in general. And, uh, um, you know, so it's it's going to be fun to, to see how um, how that, that kind of plays out on the field. And, and hopefully, you know, with some of the, the younger kids, maybe a little bit more excitement, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, maybe a little bit more, like I said, it's going to be some, some raw talent. So maybe you'll see guys showing a little little more emotion. And, uh, of course, you know, dogs, dogs red versus dogs black is an interesting uh, 
components, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing guys who who came up through the academy together, kind of uh, taking the the field and competing against each other, and I'm sure they've done that in some ways through their 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 travels uh, already. But uh, you know, both kind of representing uh, the, the dogs and, and playing against each other will will add, you know, add, an, add a unique element uh, to the season. There's going to be a really unique element to the season for the Edmonton prospects in particular and, and for those who have looked at the schedule. And what the heck is going on in Edmonton? It's it's such a bizarre year. And I, I was reading a story, I think it was in the Edmonton Journal or maybe the Edmonton Sun, um, talking about the challenges that lie ahead because the the WCLs, Edmonton Riverhawks, are not suiting up, as are any of the Canadian teams in that league. And so the prospects weren't able to take advantage of that. However, they're able to take advantage of something completely different in that they're going to be kind of the traveling home show to a certain extent where they're going to be doing some home games in their future home of Spruce Grove. They'll also be doing some home games in Sherwood Park. And then they have some home games in opposing ballparks they'll be doing double headers against say sylvan lake or lethbridge and they'll be the home team for one and the road team for the next now whether or not they're going to do full jersey changeovers so that they're the whites and then they're the darks and that kind of thing is to be determined but it's going to be a fa- it's going to be a year like no other right and so even some of the the nuances to the season i feel like there's going to be a lot of opportunities there. And especially when I look at the Edmonton situation, um, as much as, as, as unorthodox as it's going to be, I think there's a real opportunity to help grow the game even more in the capital region. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think there's a couple of unique aspects uh, or interesting aspects with uh, the, the prospects. One uh, is I, I really like the idea of being able to showcase um, the, the WCBL product in uh in markets that don't always get it or or haven't seen it in a while. So that being Spruce Grove, which is going to be a future landing spot for the, the, the prospects as they build that stadium. And then Sherwood Park, as you mentioned, which has, uh, you know, uh, an active baseball community out there. So it's really good that they can kind of get out there and say, you know, here's, here's what we're about. Here's what uh, brand of ball you can kind of expect. Um, and yeah, they, I mean, the prospects will be the ultimate kind of road warriors on the season, but I, I, the one thing that does help them out a bit is, you know, the travel isn't going to be as intense, uh, this season, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of these teams are used to going all the way up to Fort Mac and then they're, you know, out to Saskatchewan and back, like you can get some long bus rides with that. And because you've got five teams in four, uh, markets, uh, or uh, I guess, uh, or even less, <laughs> depending on how you how you you know look at Edmonton, uh, you've got a far less to travel, right? So mm-hmm. basically, the furthest will be that Edmonton area to down to Lethbridge, and that's that's a you can handle that bus ride, mm-hmm. right? Like that's not so bad. So I think that'll that'll help the team out in terms of not being too road weary and, and, and battered, but they'll need to be a little bit resilient, just figuring out, like you said, which, what color jersey are we wearing today? Where are mm-hmm. we? Uh, that kind of thing, uh, more so than, than some of the other teams. So 
uh, it'll be interesting to watch. And I think, uh, yeah, a good opportunity for them to kind of, you know, display the brand and, and, and show off what, uh, what their team's all about. We've talked a lot about the on-field product, but obviously there's an off-field product that comes along with this. And each team is going to have to kind of navigate these COVID-19 waters still. Obviously, the global pandemic is still here, although the restrictions have loosened. As we as mentioned earlier, the vaccination rates continue to grow, which is a good sign. And I think that there's there's a little bit of hope in the, in the air as to whether or not we're going to see phase three of reopening. Um, sooner rather than later I've heard different rumblings about that happening or being announced in the next little while here and from a fan perspective Ian one of the things that uh, we've kind of been privy to as we have these conversations with the WCBL brass is sort of the efforts that are going on behind the scenes and the the desire to make sure that they're abiding by all of the the rules and regulations and restrictions and they're going to be opening up the season with just one third capacity up until that phase three it's going to be a bit of a bumpy ride. Would you agree with that sense in terms of the fan experience? There's going to be uh, those situations where maybe they don't have enough stand, uh, enough concessions open or whatever the case may be, just because they're trying to navigate how exactly they're going to make all of all of these puzzle pieces fit. Yeah, they've got some logistics to, to follow. And, and, you know, kudos to the league for, I mean, they've been exploring, you know, different contingencies and options and uh, uh, safety measures for, well, for over a year now, mm-hmm. really. Um, so it will be interesting to see what the, the fan experience is like. Uh, you know, kind of opening things up to one-third capacity to the start is, is a bit of a challenge, but also maybe kind of a nice way to kind of ease into that stage three where there's no restrictions. And from a fan point of view, I'm very curious to see you know, if when the shackles are off, uh, which we expect, and, and hopefully that's the case, um, does everyone return? Are people still a little bit nervous about things? Are there, you know, all that kind of stuff? I know personally, you know, I just had my second uh, vaccine this week. Uh, very excited to get that done. And uh, I am excited to go back to the ballpark, but I've also become so accustomed to kind of locking things down and, and you know, being with the family mm-hmm. and, and not too many other people it's not so much that i that i fear being at, at the ballpark i don't at all but i also you just kind of become conditioned to that that situation that you've been in so i think there will be some i guess uh awkward feelings about you know uh you know i'm also a hugger yeah. <laughs> i love hugging people that i know really well and you know that i'm not going to be necessarily doing that uh or you know like shaking hands high fives all that kind of stuff like you're still you know there's still kind of a a mental and psychological and emotional kind of coming out of this phase of of life and uh we'll see some of that play out to, at the ballpark and hopefully you know like i said i'm curious to see if it's just like shackles are off uh ballparks are packed right away or if there's a little bit of you know unease and i know i know from a wcbl point of view they'll they'll do everything they can in terms of uh uh safeguards and uh you know having um hand sanitizer available and uh trying to seat people appropriately and and make sure that uh you know people aren't uh unnecessarily in 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 harm's way and i think on top of that too i i and this is just a personal view I kind of view outdoor activities a little bit differently than than uh, than indoor and, and being, you know, I, I do think there's a bit of a different difference between being in a in a rink 
for example, and uh, being in, you know, uh, outside of that at a ballpark. And I'm not trying to agitate the, the hockey folks out there. There's nothing. <laughs> I'm still a big hockey fan as well. But I just do think just in, in my uh, studies of, of, of COVID-19 and what I've read about it, that, you know, the, uh, the risk is, is certainly lesser uh, when you are outdoors. So hopefully that's the case and hopefully we can kind of get, get back to just kind of enjoying our lives and enjoying being out in the sun. And like I said, all those things that you associate with, uh, with going to the ballpark, having, uh, you know, whether you're wearing a, a mask to the, the concession stand and then uh, taking it off when you get to your seat, enjoying your hot dog and your, your frosty beverage, then, uh, you know, whatever you got to do, I'm 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 down with that. So, oh. and I'm going to be in in Sylvan Lake as well on that uh, opening night, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's funny. Early on in the process, uh, there was a meme going around when it came to COVID-19 and said, not everybody's in the same boat, but everybody's in the same storm. And I feel like that's a, a very relevant term as we get back to the reopening part. Is everyone's still feeling the ramifications. Some just can't wait to get back to normal. Some are a little bit hesitant. And I think that patience is going to be a virtue in this situation in terms of not just the logistics of getting around. I know that uh, there were some hiccups in the early going when it came to booking your tickets for some teams because uh, the the desire and the, um, the, the demand for those uh, tickets was just astronomically higher than what was sort of expected. And especially when you're considering only a third of the seats were going to be available for those first few games um, there's going to be those inevitable hiccups and so again to my point whether it's uh, you know seeing others still wearing masks or whether there might be a little longer of a lineup to go get that frosted beverage uh, patience is going to be I think front and center as you mentioned uh, you're going to be in Sylvan Lake this weekend for the home opener for the Gulls I'm going to be heading down to Lethbridge or at least that's a game plan to take in the season premiere for the Bulls as they take on one of the Okotoks teams. Um, let's talk a little bit about our game plan heading forward. We'll open up the curtain, so to speak, for our coverage. It's it, For here on the podcast, it's going to be a little bit different because we do it weekly. I don't think it'd be very timely for you, the listener, to be hearing about the results from a week ago, but we're still going to try to highlight some of the stories, personal anecdotes, and some of those great uh, personal interviews that we've continued to have here on the podcast, even during the pandemic when there was no real baseball to talk about here in Alberta. From a story perspective, what kinds of things are you hoping to maybe find out or highlight or, or talk about uh, over the course of the next nine, ten weeks or so here, Ian? Yeah, I hate to sound like a broken record a bit, but I I, I will come back to the, the stadiums and uh, and I do think we're kind of entering this uh, bit of a, a golden era of of stadium construction and and renovation and just some fantastic things happening with uh, with ballparks across the province and as mentioned in Regina as well. Uh, so I, I think we'll take a look at. Some of that, uh, of course, uh, whether you're a fan of uh, the WCBL or, or not, uh, that is a legacy that uh, that a lot of people, a lot of leagues, a lot of uh, other uh, uh, baseball groups can benefit from in the in the long term, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Edmonton Trappers haven't been in Edmonton for a while, but there's still, uh, you know, uh, Remax Field is is still there, and that's still providing a home for. For, for baseball in Edmonton, so I think that's something to to really examine and, and think about is just uh, some of the, the the cool things that are happening there, just in terms of, of building these things, 
and and renovating them and making them just some great uh, places to go and and relax and and uh, enjoy baseball. So that'll be one story that we'll we'll look to explore a little bit further. Uh, of course, we'll be doing some player profiles. I don't want to get into too much who will be uh, chatting up or or the the format of that story. So we've got some ideas that you and I have discussed on on uh, you know some different themes that we'll be doing for getting to know some of the players in uh, the WCBL a little bit better. Uh, so excited to, it's always good to connect with the players, you know, mm-hmm. they're, uh, you, know, you know, one of the things too, uh, in, in talking about just previewing the league ahead, you know, anyone who's listened to this podcast and, uh, knows about the work you've done talking to players who've, uh, had their, their, uh, university and college commitments announcements, uh, or, or the tournament 12, uh, people are going to see some of those names this season, like some of those those kids who have really uh, they've already kind of been uh, doing well on a on a Nash sometimes national and North American stage. They're going to get to know those players a little bit better, and uh, and kudos to you for for you know just spotlighting those those guys earlier. I know in putting my preview together, I would look up some of the players and. Oh yeah, we we did a story on this guy, you know, a few months ago. So uh, so I can we can go through the whole uh, Q and A and the whole podcast uh, that that you did with uh, with some of the players in this league. So uh, yeah, and then other than that, uh, probably a, a few photo galleries as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, you know I don't know how many kind of in person interviews we'll be doing this year. At, you know, depending on uh, on the pandemic and how things kind of evolve in the in the summer ahead. Uh, well, I'm sure we will be doing some of those, but uh, we'll be doing some photo galleries just because I I can't wait to you know take my camera with me. It's been sitting in the basement for so long, and uh, I think I still know how to use it. I think you just push <laughs> the button and you know aim and shoot. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, looking forward to to kind of just capturing some of the uh, you know the, the interactions with the players, and then just like I said, we've got some stadiums we want to. Uh, highlight and some stadium uh, additions that we want to highlight as well. So just looking forward to getting out there and, and doing the best we can to, to kind of cover that. And it's nice to have, you know, over the last uh, year plus, we haven't had that live product to lean on quite as much uh, in terms of doing stories. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have something in our backyard that is happening and uh, we're, we're able to cover it. And especially with the Western Canadian Baseball League, that is the most Kind of uh, from a paid, uh, you know, people buying tickets to go see baseball. That's that is the show in in Alberta, right? Mm. That's that's where people go. And I feel like everything kind of in one way or another kind of runs through the WCBL when you're when you're talking about baseball uh, in this province. Absolutely, and I think that there's this pipeline that, as you kind of alluded to there, where you've got these young players that we've highlighted in the past who all of a sudden are going to be uh, right in front of you being able to watch. And, and again, I can't take any of the credit for for the podcast chats that we've had with these athletes to this point. Um, all the credit goes to them because they're the ones that will answer my annoying messages on Instagram or Twitter or wherever the face may be and then are willing to go, and I joke about this with them after the fact, is, they go above and beyond. They don't necessarily just give me the the stock. Got to give it 110%, get pucks deep kind of answers that you sometimes hear out of hockey players or football players kind of rely on those old cliches. 
um, baseball players seem to be willing and able to just go a little bit further and dive into some of the the failures that they've had and some of the challenges that they've overcome and, and that kind of thing. And it's really made for some really great listening. And, and I think that some of those stories are going to come front and center for a lot of people. And hopefully um, during the course of the season, as the fans are going out and about, um, they recognize a name or two from the podcast and go, oh yeah, I remember that story. And maybe it, it becomes a conversation piece for afterwards because I know... Um, uh, maybe in stage three, probably not in stage two, but in stage three, when things open up again, I'm sure there'll be those moments where fans are allowed back onto the the field and maybe be able to talk to some of the players and, and get autographs and all that kind of thing. And so uh, a lot of opportunities certainly in front of us here, Ian. Uh, we're going to leave it at that, and you're just going to want to stay tuned to not just albertadugoutstories.com, but also the podcast as well, because uh, we're going to continue to uh, highlight some of the things that are happening, not just in the WCBL, but across this province. Uh, heading into the weeks ahead because summer is officially here. Ian, thank you so much for joining us and giving us a little snapshot into the work we've been doing behind the scenes. Thanks for having me, Joe. And, uh, yeah, just enjoy the summer. Enjoy being at, uh, at Ball Diamond. And, uh, yeah, look forward to connecting with you again throughout the summer. Thanks again to ADS co-founder Ian Wilson for joining us this week. And as always, thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. We're looking forward to sharing some of the stories from around the diamonds this summer here on the podcast, as well as on our website. So if you have a story idea or a guest you'd like to hear from, drop us a line on any of our social media platforms, or you can find our contact information on our website. Until next time, thanks for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.